Hey, hey, folks, it's Joe Public. You're on the public record. Tuesday night, it's the 5th of October. Rocktober. Haha. <laughs> you knew, I had to say it, I had to say it. I'm, a, I'm a, like hot and cold running cliche. It's my daughter shouting in the background, by the way. So, I did 1980 last month. <laughs> wow, that feels weird to say that. Last month. It was all about 1980. I put it out for a vote to a select group of friends and listeners, what should I do? Uh, I rejected one year because it was just like, no, there's like five songs I don't hate in that year. And there's another one that I might do at a later date that was suggested that I thought was pretty cool, but I felt like you know we needed to move away from the 80s for a little bit. And so, you know, I'm throwing myself on the grenade for you folks. All you people who seem to think that the 90s had good music in it, you know, you forced me to go delving through the archives and find a year that I would not have picked. This this would not have been one I chose by myself. So here we go. Um, the year is 1991. Tis the beginning of the grunge movement, as the as the folks called it in the press, and no one else called it other than people who were without a clue. Yeah, basically that's that's what happened. I mean, I don't know. I lived through it. You, you probably did. Maybe you didn't. I don't know. Maybe you were 10. doesn't matter. However, there is actually a lot of good music from this year. I was, I was surprised. What I had to do is kind of, you know, open my eyes a little bit and recognize it's like, oh no, it's not just about stuff that you were listening to. It's stuff that you listen to now that you went, oh yeah, that came out that year. I wish I'd run into it then. Uh, and then there's the obvious stuff, like this first song. Hey, I can't find nothing on the radio. Uh, you'll turn to that station. The world is collapsing around our ears. I turned up. Collapsing around our ears 
she's hitching up her skirt and while she's straightening her stockings, her hair has gotten wet.
the traditional sounds of an English summer, a drone of lawnmowers, the smack of leather on willow, has been added a new noise. What were the skies like when you were young? They went on forever. When I, we lived in Arizona, and the skies always had little fluffy clouds in them, and uh, they were long and clear, and there were lots of stars at night. And uh, when it would rain, they were beautiful, the most beautiful skies, as a matter of fact. Uh, the sunsets were purple and red and yellow and on fire. The clouds would catch the colors everywhere. That's neat, because I used to look at them all the time when I was little. You don't see that.
people are still having sex. That's Latour on the public record with people are still having sex. <laughs> that song wasn't as funny in 1991, honestly, because uh, AIDS was scarier then, 30 years ago. <laughs> Interesting what science can do. Uh, before that, Moby. Okay, I was two things. I was today years old when I found out that Moby recorded his first record in 1991 as Moby. Uh, and it was that it was that track, Go, which has got a sample from Tones on Tail uh, in it and apparently samples um, the uh, score from... Um, oh, the David Lynch TV show. Oh my goodness, my brain just broke. Anyway, it's Laura's theme. Um, and, <clears throat> excuse me. And yeah, I was today years old when I learned, one, Moby released his first, uh, today years old, one, today, when I learned Moby recorded his and released his first song in 1991. And that Moby was the guitar player in the ultra-vivid scene, which blew my flippin' mind. Like, my bro- my brain went kablooey. See, it's still broken. I can't talk. And I, 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 was, I was a big fan of ultra-vivid scene. I saw him three times, and I had no idea Moby was in the band. And he would have been on stage when I saw them. So it just, this is just, wow. So there you go. Uh... The Orb with Little Fluffy Clouds, which um, may actually be, like, I don't know what's better about that song, the the music they wrote or the way they edited in Joni Mitchell's interview in there and made her made her just talking about the skies in, uh, when she was a kid become a musical instrument in the song, which I, the first time I heard it blew my mind, and it still kind of blows my mind anytime I listen to it now. So I'm as as we move along, you'll note I'm going to be progressively proved wrong about my about how all the music in the 90s sucked. That's that's what's going to happen here because I'm forced to go. Oh, yeah, that was a good song. Oh, that was a pretty good song. (sighs) You people, you're just you're all about just making me feel small. Before the orb, Susie and the Banshees with Kiss Them For Me. So mm, that's Susie record. Um. Like, old-time fans of the band, like, walked away. Just went, nope. <laughs> um, and it was kind of weird. I mean, because honestly, I, I get part of it. It was a much more commercial record than anything they had done up to that point. Um, and there's practically no band on there at all. It's it's basically The Creatures, which was Susie and Budgie the drummer was their side project which was just percussion and and sequencers with Susie singing over it and that's all that song was so that was a creature's song wrapped in a Susie and the Banshees rapper to try and help it sell better um but yeah i remember actually seeing them on that tour and noting oh goodness there's like a guitar player on that stage who is utterly superfluous who's just flailing around being a showman when he's contributing nothing. He's playing nothing. Like, nothing he was doing was coming through the PA. So, I can't... I don't know. I'm I'm torn. If I was in that band, I don't know. I Would I be upset because I'm no longer relevant to the music that's 
being played or would I be enjoying myself because I don't have to worry about playing a wrong note and I can just ass out completely and um and yeah and kind of have a party of that sort I don't know conflicted Suzanne Vega with Tom's Diner and that is not her original version that's a remix that was done I can't remember who did the remix and I'm too lazy to look it up um and I remember a friend of mine bought the her record that had that song on it before they'd added the remix onto it, bought the CD, and was like, "This isn't the one they play on MTV." Um, so I thought that I thought that was kind of funny. That's that's a great track though. That's another example of producer taking something and really running with it, like going, "Oh, the really great thing on this song is her voice." So I'll just strip out all the other instrumentation. I'm gonna put my instrumentation on it and make the focus be her voice so good on you bud uh rem started us off the radio song i thought that was appropriate um then rem's big hit that year from that album was everybody hurts and um or is it is everybody hurts on that one okay i have to do some research hang on i will be doing some keyboarding right now See, if my friend Jenny was on here, she would be able to tell me, you're full of crap, bud. Um, actually, she would just call me um, Knucklehead, because that's, that's what she calls me. <laughs> hey, if you're listening, Jen. Uh, yeah, Knucklehead here. <sighs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was Losing My Religion. That was That was the big hit. Right, not Everybody Hurts. That's the next album. But I don't want to play Losing My Religion. I'm kind of tired of that song. I also didn't want to play Shiny Happy People because that song makes me want to beat people to death. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, that was a big that that was a big breakthrough year for R.E.M. Um, probably, yeah, the breakthrough year. Um, and, you know, thus stuff continued on from there. I'm Joe Public. You're listening to The Public Record here on Radio Nope on a Tuesday night, the 5th of October. <sighs> I'm never going to get tired of saying that, no matter how annoying it is. And I got more music to play. Um, so this next song from this next band, I'm, I had high hopes for them. I heard this song and I just thought, oh, wow, these guys are going to be great. And then I liked exactly nothing they did after that and then like they had tragedy in the band and so uh. although they did perform as backup musicians for liz fair on one of her records so that was cool this is material issue
you loafing fapdoodle loiter sack. It's all in my drawings.
let your nuts hang. Boom, boom, boom on your black ass, bitch. Here's another hit from my shit. I made a couple of moves and five more while smarted. Here's part two of how I started. Slanging them fangs on a dope cut. Five O's are riding my dick, but so what? What can you do to a nigga like face? And why you sweating Mac in the first place? That's the motherfucking problem. See a young nigga rolling a beamer and gotta stop him. But I'ma tell you like this. <laughs> All all men suck dick. Sneaky as hell and try to bust ya. But you can die, motherfuckers. Cause bitch, I don't love ya. You. You're making it harder on my fellas. These dope fiend bitches and the big drug sellers. How can you preach to the fiends that they should quit? While Barry's up in Washington smoking that shit. You need to get yourself a life or keep trying. Or more and more cops will be dying. Cause I am sick of singing niggas being shortstop. By a buck on five, dick in the booty ass cop. You figure you're hard cause you're a cop. See, fuck with me. I'ma put that ass in a box, G. Cause I don't give two fucks about your punks. You may carry your 45, but yo, I pack a pump. And you can step up if you want, bitch. I ain't asking no questions. I'm going for my shit. I'm on the buying afraid. I'm from the land of the heartless, the home of the pain. And if you want a gang, no thing. I get my ass taxed, but I'ma still let my nuts hang. You gotta let your nuts hang. Money calls me up, he needs a key. But I can't give it to him, me ain't got 30G. A Cuban on the south side sells for 33. I'm going 12 and off because the shit is hurting me. The dope is getting short up in New York too. We sell it for 33, they sell it for 42. See, what we gotta do is come together. They're trying to cut shit short, and they will if you let them. Now let's go out on a boat. Yeah, pretend to be lawmen and come out with dope. But first we gotta find a bitch with nuts. A down-ass bitch who doesn't give a fuck. Distracts the cops on duty. Walking around, shaking nothing but boo. That's when we make our motion. Coming from a small little island in the ocean. The other group comes in from the Rio. Me, little J, Big Chief, and old Vito. First, we'll hit them up with some gas. <laughs> then launch a missile on they motherfucking ass. That ought to get the shit to float. Come back home, slanging nothing but snow. Then the price will drop again. Niggas going keys, paying 10. You wanna get paid, man? Well, that's what you gotta do. And you better let your nuts hang. Let your nuts hang. <laughs> Look deep into the eyes of this criminal. I'm running niggas down, even women too. Back in the game, I used to steal shit. Nowadays, I don't sneak, you can kill, bitch. And I don't give a fuck about your rep. I got something for your ass if you choose a step. One nigga from the park coming hard. <laughs> Sending motherfuckers to the mall. Steady getting paid, pushing power. Kicking motherfuckers selling flowers. A brother like the face ain't broke, man. <laughs> I started small time, dope gang, cocaine. Just a reminder for those who forgot. A nigga got paid, slanging rocks. Bring on the magazine and people who ban. I won't duck them. They ain't never scared me before, so motherfuck them. You ain't never seen what I see. Young niggas killing people and beating up the dope things. So if you wanna fuck with me, man, you better come prepared. Cause I'ma let my nuts hang. i
Cinderella cut it up one time.
live in effect and I don't waste time On the mic with a dope rhyme Jump to the rhythm, jump, jump to the rhythm, jump And I'm here to combine beats and lyrics to make you shake your pants Take a chance, come on and dance Guys, grab a girl, don't wait, make a twirl It's your world and I'm just a squirrel Trying to get a nut to move your butt to the dance floor So yo, what's up? Hands in the air, come on, say yeah Everybody over here, everybody over there The crowd is live and I will do this food Party people in the house, move can't go into a dance club uh well let me rephrase this you can't go into a dance club that's oriented towards a slightly older crowd and not hear that song you will hear that song if my generation is the target audience for the dance club or you know slightly younger but yeah it's gonna get played and people are gonna go nuts it's one of those things of like you know bartend it's a great song for bartenders to clean the bar and restock and get more ice (laughs) nobody's going to be anywhere near the bar ordering a drink. Um, And I always, like, I was appalled when I found out that Martha Wash, um, who'd recorded the vocals on that record, didn't get credit 
for it. She wasn't credited. The vocal credit went to somebody who was in the band but didn't sing that song. And she sued. And she won because you can't do that. It's illegal. You can't you can't put somebody on your record and say they weren't on it um, if it's a featured performance. You know, it's 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 one thing if they're a backup singer or they're like you know in there as a session artist, but you can't bring them in there and tell them, yeah, you're going to sing the lead vocal and then nothing. Especially if it becomes a huge hit and there's money involved um, and. <laughs> But the funny part is, after she sues them, they ask her to join the, the group permanently as a full-time member. So then she becomes full-time member of the group. So there you go. Uh, happy, happily ever after. Except, like, um, one of the dudes, um, Cole, um, w- one of the C's in CNC, he died of spinal meningitis in 1995. So, hmm, not a happy ending for him, but... Also love Freedom Williams, um, who is, was the the rapper on that on all, all the early C and C Music Factory stuff. He just had this like great tone to his voice, like you know, all the like really the, the guys who just their voice just does it all. Just to say a word is like, hey, <laughs> always wished I could do that. You know, like Chuck D from Public Enemy, just you know, bass. Um, Salt and Peppa before that with Let's Talk About Sex. Uh, Ghetto Boys with Gotta Let Your Nuts Hang. Yeah. Gee, I wonder why that didn't get played on the radio. Um, (laughs) Smashing Pumpkins with I Am One. Okay, fun fact. Smashing Pumpkins released a record before Nirvana. Before Pearl Jam. Their debut album um, came out before any of that stuff. So Billy Corgan, who has possibly the largest chip on his shoulder about stuff that he doesn't get credit for, um, of anybody ever, like, except maybe Chuck Berry. Um, he's, he's got a legit beef there. He honestly did beat everybody out the gate, but that's kind of like the damned saying, Oh, we released the first English punk record. So you're still not the sex pistols. You're still not the Clash. I love the Damned, but guys, know know where you live, right? <laughs> know the address where you live. It's important that you understand this. Um, so let, yeah, Billy, Smashing Pumpkins, yeah, beat everybody out the gate. But so what? You didn't sell anywhere near as many records as Pearl Jam or uh, Nirvana or Soundgarden. I mean, man, nobody cared about you till your next record came out. And and that was a huge record, so you should be happy about that. That's 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 what I got to say about that. Liz Fair with another song you didn't hear on the radio. Um, Liz Fair released did not release an album in 1991. Um, her first album came out in 1992, but she released cassettes um, on via a label called Girly Sound. And that track, that recording that I played, the song called Fuck and Run, was the Girly Sound version. So she got her record contract, she got her deal to actually make records and have them distributed by somebody other than herself through, like, zines, um, based upon people hearing those cassettes. Um, I heard them. It blew my mind. 
Um, it was, the recording quality was lacking, obviously, but it was, I don't know, it was cool, cool stuff. And before that, to start off, that's long, long old set, uh, Material Issue with Valerie Loves Me. And, and like I said, before I played that one, Material Issue ended up playing on, uh, Liz Fair's second album, um, uh, Whip Smart. So, Yeah. They were her backup band on the tracks on that record that had a band. Fun facts. Trivia that you did not need to know that you now know. I'm Joe Public. You're listening to The Public Record. That's an hour done. Done. So, um, one of the things about the, the, uh, about 1991. So like when I was talking to 1980, 1980 was like a, was like a fence that sat between the eighties and the 70s in in more than just the chronological sense of of it being the the final or the is it the final year of a decade or the first year of a decade that's an interesting question hmm okay won't ponder that but but not just being that numerical divider it was actually a divider in which there were still people doing the 70s thing into 1980 and there were people starting to do what was going to become the 80s thing in 1980 and and then there was a blur between the two of them that happened and 1991 is kind of a year like that too because hair bands were still trying um hard rock and metal was still trying um but metal and hard rock was um was being challenged you know it's sort of like in politics the you know the mainstream parties being challenged from their extreme left or their extreme right wing you know within hard rock the extreme uh wing of the party would be you know like thrash at as when we get in the 90s it gets way more extreme you know by the 2000s cuz then we get into death metal and black metal and norwegian black metal and all that and uh yeah Oh, that hurts my head just to think about it. But in by the end of the 80s, it was thrash metal that was challenging things. And the kings of thrash metal were Metallica. Metallica surprised everybody in 1991 by making a straight-up hard rock record. And many people who were fans previously didn't dig it. I personally didn't dig Metallica up until that point. So... <sighs> Again, I, I I was out of step with with the uh, with the mainstream, or in step with the mainstream in this case. Anyway, the song that always everybody's got to play by Metallica off their Black album is "Enter Sandman." I am not gonna play that song. We have heard it enough, and I always thought this was the better tune anyway. Plus, it's got this like cool intro.
I'm not afraid to 
ended We used to kick routines and the presence was fitting It was I, the abstract And me, the five-footer I kicks the mad style, so step off the frankfurter Yo, Fife, you remember that routine That we used to make spiffy like Mr. Clean Um, um, a tidbit, um, a spidgin I don't get the message, so you got to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon You're on point, Fife All the time, Tip You're on point, Fife All the time, Tip You're on point, Fife All the time, Tip So then grab the microphone and let your words rip Now here's a funky introduction of how nice I am Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram I'm like an energizer, cause you see I last long My crew is never ever whack because we stand strong Now if you say my style is whack, this way you're dead wrong I slay that body and El Segundo, then push it along You'll be a fool to reply, the fight was not the man Cause you know, and I know, that you know who I am A special shout out piece goes out to all my pals, you see And a middle finger goes for all you punk MCs Cause I love it when you whack MCs despise me They get vexed, I will next, cause none can test me I'm just a fly MC who's five for three and very brave On top remaining, no home training cause I misbehave I come correct and full effect, of all my holes in check And before I get the butt, the gym must be a wreck You see, my aura's positive, I don't promote no junk See, I'm far from a bully and I ain't a punk Extremity of rhythm, yeah, that's what you heard So just clean out your ears and just check the word Check the vibe, check the And the presence was fitting It was I, the Viper And me, the Abstract The rhymes were so rumping That the brothers rolled the zap Hey yo, Tip, do you recall When we used to rock uh, Those fly routines On your cousin's block Um, let me see Damn, I can't remember I received the message And you will play the same. You're on point, Tip All the time, Fife You're on point, Tip Yeah, all the time, Fife You're on point, Tip You're all the time, Fife So play the Resurrector yeah. And give the dead some life Okay, if knowledge is the key Then just show me the lock Got the scrawny legs But I move just like Lou Brock With speed, I'm agile Plus I'm worth your while 100% intelligent black child My opera presentation Sizzles the retina How far must you go To gain respect? Um, well it's kinda simple Just remain your own Or you'll be crazy sad and alone Industry rule number 4080 Record company people are shady So kids watch your back Cause I think they smoke crack I don't doubt it Look at how they act But off the better things Like a hip hop forum Pass me the rock And I'll score them with the corn And proper What you say hammer? Proper Rap is not pop If you call it that then stop That's a tribe called Quest. I can't get over the line towards the end. Rap is not pop. Let me just say hammer is a plopper. I love that. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> yeah, you know. There's a, okay, so yeah. Uh, trivia time. There's there's a grand tradition of shit talking in um american black music grand tradition it goes all the way back to jazz where if, like jazz bands that have like shout outs to other bands other band members and they would diss each other 
like that goes all the way back to like the like the 1910s 1920s um and it it runs through blues and r&b and and funk and soul and all of that kind of stuff and it just almost gets to the pinnacle of achievement in uh in rap and hip-hop i mean it's just it becomes a a genre unto itself and you know there's there's all kinds of there's great examples i got another song queued up for another show um that's a classic just like step on the neck of a guy kind of thing um not gonna play it tonight because i don't know just i i gotta spread the wealth i can't i can't throw the throw it all out at you at once <laughs> i was gonna say shoot the wad but that's yeah, not quite what's happening there before tribe called west uh you two with until the end of the world from okay so here's the thing okay i was a u2 fan like way back um First thing I heard of theirs was was their October album, and I loved it so much. In fact, I went to see them open for the Jay Giles Band. Um, like, yeah, my friends were going to see the Jay Giles Band, but also I knew that U2 was opening, and I wanted to go, and I wanted to see them, and they were great, and I was hooked. But I lost interest because of the Joshua Tree record. I there was to me it was just too straightforward. It was too boring. It wasn't it wasn't U2 enough. And then the whole rattle and hum film like I could not be bothered. I just thought, okay, one of my favorite bands is no longer doing anything I care about. And from like the first notes I heard off of Octung Baby, like the first time I heard something on the radio, I went, what what's happening here? And there's all kinds of amazing people that got involved in that record. There's Eno, there's Daniel Lanois, there's um, Flood, there's there's all of uh, Daniel Miller. There's like all of these incredible people that got involved in the making of that album. And it feels so much like a record that you two made because they thought they were done. They thought they were, you know... They were has-beens, and so they were. They had a pile of money. They're just going to make records that they enjoyed, and the end result is what I would argue with some people is the, the best record they ever made. Um, and that song, "Until the End of the World," is mm, I think my favorite song on that album. Um, before that, "Seal Crazy," great song, just amazing song, and and total headphone music. You know, that's one of the things I did like about the early '90s. Um, before the grunge thing like squashed it to death um, was record production was getting back into doing stuff that swirled and and had a had a had that headphone mentality to it of let's play with the stereo sound field let's let's play with the sound living in the room kind of thing and and that's going on on that u2 song that i played too so that was that's really cool that that was starting to happen again. And crazy is a great example of that. There's so much stuff going on in that song. Well worth a, a listen on the earbuds. Um, Van Halen before that with right now. Um, I it, I went through a phase where that to me that song sounded like the background music to a commercial because it was it became that. Um, they licensed it way too much, um, but. It's a great song, and 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 it's I don't know. It's it's the moment to me. It's the Van Hagar moment that I go, okay, 
it's a good idea that they got him in the band. It's a, it's a good idea. <laughs> For that, Guns N' Roses, November Rain. Look, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 are the biggest, most giant, I'm masturbating with the record company's money thing that had maybe happened in rock music. Um for 20 years at least at that point like n- nobody had nobody had pulled that kind of well maybe like more like 25 but like before the up up until then nobody had just said oh yeah i'm gonna just indulge myself on your page on your checkbook in recording studios the way that axel rose did with the those two albums um and november rain i don't know it's just got a special place in my heart as being just so overdone. And and also that last like minute of that song is fantastic. Like if the whole song was like the last minute of that song, I would actually love it. So there. And I started off with Metallica with Wherever I May Roam from the Metallica record that Metallica fans don't like. Um the only and, and that I really do like, and the song that isn't the hit. So there you go. <sighs> I'm Joe Public. You're listening to The Public Record. Thanks for tuning in. Again, Rocktober, doing 1991 this month. Um, I was actually struggling when I was first pulling together the list for these shows. Uh, I was struggling with, am I going to have enough music? Am I going to be able to pull this off? But I think I can. I may have to retread some artists, um, it's not like 1980, which was just a feast of riches where I didn't get anywhere near to playing all the stuff I wanted to play. Um, but it's still, it's, it's, it's a rich vein to mine to go ridiculously into the metaphor weeds. <laughs> and I have to do this. Okay. So I played Smashing Pumpkins and, but I don't really count them amongst the movement here or the so-called movement the grunge movement because they they weren't they weren't um they were more of their aspirations were more about being you know some kind of psychedelic metal band and they just like got lucky their timing was good um and i'd argue that a lot of the stuff that got classified as grunge was also that timing was good um, but this is this this song, and then I'm, I'm going to play this out, and then I'm not going to come back on mic, and I'll see you next week. Um, but this next, next song was the result of um, a bunch of people getting together, basically to deal with grief, um, and and to try and make some money for a family that lost somebody. Um, they the bands called Temple of the Dog. It was never really a band. It's some folks who became Pearl Jam and some folks who were in Soundgarden um, who all came together to pay tribute to uh, the singer of um, of the band. Oh, and I'm, I'm just barfing on this one. My brain is stuck. Uh, Temple of the Dog. See, I just can't... I can't be that dumb, right? Oh, Andrew Wood from Mother Love Bone. Mother Love Bone, that's why I couldn't I couldn't get it. Mother Love Bone was like one of the proto-grunge Seattle bands along with Mud Honey. And um, 
their singer Andrew Wood died of a overdose, and so this album was a, was a tribute to him. And it is the de debut of Eddie Vedder. Before anybody knew what was going to come later from him, he's singing on this alongside Chris Cornell, and it's nuts. And that's where I'll leave you tonight, folks. I'll see you next week. Um, hope you have a good week. Hope um, life treats you well and you stay healthy. This is Hunger Strike. Well, I don't mind stealing bread from the mouths of decadence, but I can't feed on the power. When my cup's already overfilled yeah. But it's on the table of fire's cooking And the farming babies with slaves are working The blood is on the table and the mouths are
internet radio station has the guts to break all the rules of radio and put a plosive P at the end of their name? Radio Nope.
Sometimes one day and the next day gone Sometimes you bend, sometimes you stand Sometimes you turn your back to the wind There's a world outside the darkened door Where blues won't haunt you anymore With a brave eye free and love and soul Come ride with me to the distant shore We won't hesitate Break down the garden gate There's not much time left today